Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Show. I am Jennifer. And I'm Corey. And today we're going to talk about something that we all love to talk about. That is when we decide we're going to open a new office. Great problem to have, right? That means we're expanding, we're getting bigger, we're seeing more patients, we're helping more people. It's fantastic. Or it can mean that you lost your lease and you have to move to another building, or there was a flood in your building, or Lord knows what you got to do. I definitely went glass half full, but yes, that is also very true. Um, and with that comes a set of challenges, because not only do you have to market that you're opening this new location, but operationally, there's a bunch of stuff that's going to change, and uh, it's something that we talk about quite a bit. Yeah, it feels also like sometimes we decide to open an office, and so we just stack on the responsibility of opening the office to a lot of people. But you know, in a perfect world, if you were a big corporation, you'd have an entire team that would worry about opening an office to make sure it all works. In a busy medical practice, that isn't always the case. And so we have, as always, a handy-dandy checklist that we go through from a marketing standpoint of everything that we need to know when we're opening a new office. Yeah, so some of this stuff is going to seem really obvious, and some of it is going to be kind of buried and you know how it is the devil's in the details so we're going to kind of talk through some of the big things talk through some of the small things some recent examples that we've had and then um you know go from there yeah and if we have our act together which it's always questionable if we have our act together on the show notes page we will have this asset as a download so that you can download it use it for your next office opening so let's get started yeah so number one thing this is very obvious to everyone is make sure you get good location photos and I'm going to add to that and say, if you can, also get some drone footage yep. of the office because there's still a wow factor to that. And you're going to be able to use that in your marketing, in your short form videos, on your social channels, on your website. It, it's a really nice piece to have in addition to just having the generic sort of static office photo. No, absolutely. And I think if we're going to go right into it and start going off script, then when you go to get those office photos, you want office photos before, during, and after construction. You want drone footage, um, especially like prequel drone footage, where you can say, guess where our new office is going to be? You know, and then you can have fun with the geography of it. There's just so many different things you can do with those photos. Great for social media, great for engaging your audiences, great for your lobby videos, and great for when you want to tell that story of the new office. Yeah, that's, that's really easy um, uh, social posts to tell that story and show the progress so all you're really doing is posting an album that says, you know, this is before construction, the foundation is laid, the walls are up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, your, your followers will love that. They'll try and guess where it is. You can, you can have little contests around that. It's, um, it's great. It's easy to do, and you're going to need to do it anyway. Yeah, and a lot of times if you play it right um, when you're negotiating with your contractor, your contractor will take those photos, and send them upload to them for you, and then you don't even have to do anything but grab them and give them to your marketing team. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay, so another thing that you have to do, so you've got your photos. Obviously, you want to make sure that you've got your um, your phone line set up, you've got the hours set, all that fun stuff. Once you have all of those details, then you've got to claim the office on the online reputation platform, specifically some of the search engines, search engines as well. So you're going to want to claim the office, create a, a new post for Google, and then verify it. 
And then you're going to want to do the same thing across any of the directory sites so that when someone goes to look for this new office in, you know, wh wherever it is, they're going to be able to quickly find it, verify it, see the photos, and then contact you. Yeah, and make sure you're doing um, Google Business or Google My Business or whatever it's being called now because we had that case study that showed us. We did a four-month run on call tracking with Google My Business, which is where people are going. We had a $245,000 return in surgical revenue directly related to the Google My Business accounts. That is where the folks are going. Also need to make sure you're updating it in Apple Maps, which often requires logging in, moving the pin. You need to update it on Google Maps, update it on all the directory listings. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so in addition to that, so you've got everything claimed, right? So you're also going to want to then kind of move into a phase of promoting the office. So that is going to usually entail some form of announcement. So that's going to be a written announcement that goes on your website. It's going to go on your social channels. You may be able to submit that to a local news outlet or a paper. Uh, sometimes they pick those up. Sometimes they just don't really care. It just sort of depends on your market and how slow of a news day it is. But it's worth submitting it to them one way or the other. Um, and then once you've got that, <clears throat> the next step is to come up with a plan for how you're going to continue to let people know about the office. So this is just the announcement is one piece, and that sort of opens the floodgate for what comes after that. Yeah, I had an office opening this past year, and we did a bunch of targeted geofenced ads around the office locations. So we did lots of ads that way, um, followed people on social media, made sure that we got the announcements out, things of that nature. And once you're finally moved in, you've got your announcement, you've got your photos, uh, it may make sense to do kind of like a, a video tour on a social channel. So this could be Facebook, could be Instagram, could be really any of them, um, but have a provider sort of give a tour of the office. Those do really well and they kind of give people a little bit of a peek behind the curtain into the functionality of the office. And this is a great spot to highlight unique features. So, you know, if, for example, if you have uh, imaging at the office and, and that's unique to your area, and even if it's not unique, just tell people about it so they know that it's there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, that's a great way if you have lobby videos. Mm -hmm. So if you're running video in your lobbies, and you're able to announce a new office location or even do kind of a walkthrough, it's a great way to let other people that are already familiar with your brand know that you have an office like this. Right, absolutely. So this next one, um, th this is uh, one of those devil in the details type things, but check the about page and any other printed material that you have yep. because you probably somewhere have listed the number of providers and offices that you have. So make sure to update those things too. That's one thing that usually kind of, you know, falls underneath um, the, the radar. It falls off the priority list. Yeah, I feel like it gets done on the printed materials and on the brochure and on the website. But then I think you forget that, oh, I have this listing about the practice over at YouTube on my description page right. or on my Facebook page or at Yelp or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then... Same thing with um, anything that you have printed for your staff internally. So if you have a call center and they have a list of offices, make sure that they've got everything that they need there. If you have an intranet, this is a, a great way to use that to engage your employees and let them know that the new office is coming online and um, you know X, Y, and Z staff is going to be moving to that location. Um, and, and again, just making sure that everyone knows and they're on that same page. So when they're out at the supermarket, somebody knows that they work at a particular practice because they're wearing your branded material and they say, oh, what about that new office? And they have no idea what you're talking about. You don't want them to be caught flat-footed. 
Absolutely. I think another thing that um, sometimes gets overlooked with a new office is it's an opportunity to go talk to people. Yeah. You know, when you have a new office, you get a flyer going together and you go out there and you pound the pavement. You visit the schools that you partner with, you visit the local businesses that you're partnering with, you go to your referring providers, you get into that area and you make it known that you have a new office coming. Yep, absolutely. Um, it may also make sense. So we talked about doing the initial photo and then sort of the, the live video, but another piece that works well on the website and social is actually just a photo tour. So go around, take take a photo of the uh, waiting area, the exam rooms, um, the parking lot, if it's a confusing place, I think that that's something, that's low hanging fruit and it can really make the experience for patients much better. Uh, for example, we work with a practice where um, I don't, probably every three days or so, someone on our team has to help direct a patient to the right yeah. location because of we're in, it's in a shopping center and the signage is terrible. So we try as much as we can to direct people where to go using some photos and some videos and that helps some people but you know if it's an older population they may not be checking the website or social um, but depending on your subspecialty it may make sense to actually have sort of an intentional plan to say you park here then you take the elevator here and we are at this location and actually have like a quick sort of walkthrough time-lapse tour. Well, yeah, and a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. Right, and so it's easy for you, you go there every day. That's exactly it. Find somebody who doesn't come to the practice every day and see if they can find it easily and work with your landlord or whomever on a wayfinding plan. Because if you have a wayfinding plan, they'll usually work with it, either make it part of your, um, your monthly bill, part of the CAM, but let them help you find the best route for your patients. Yeah, um, and speaking of patients, so next thing on the list is to talk to your current patients. Let them know that you have a new office location. So send them an email or um, you know, at, their, <clears throat> at their visits have a takeaway that they can grab because you never know where they're actually coming from and if it, maybe it's more convenient for them or they have friends or family in that area and those are easy referrals that are just waiting to be had. That's right, that's right. Yeah, all right. And then um, if you have not already updated all of your print material. So we talked about number of locations earlier, um, but you know, depending on your practice, you may have a brochure. So it's time to reorder all of those things, make sure that new office is, is included in there. And then one thing that, uh, again, this is devil in the details, but uh, triple check the phone number, because depending on the size of your practice, you may have just one general line that people call, or you may have individual office facts and phone numbers and that's something that I see missed all the time because typically a designer is just going to use a template and they're going to copy whatever the last office yeah. was and move it over and pop a new picture in there and they may uh, not copy the you phone sound number. like that that you learned that from experience uh, once or twice yes so um, yeah that would actually be my, my takeaway tip is triple check anything that you're gonna get printed you said something in there too I think that that's relevant you said check the phone and fax number mm -hmm. well the only people in the world that use faxes Great are point. doctors. So what an easy way, send out a fax through your mass fax blasting service, um, send out a fax to all of those providers in your network, letting them know you have a new office. Absolutely. All right, and then last tip that I've got here is whether you're doing something internally where people are filling out forms or you're sending out sort of the, the mass text to your patients, make sure that uh, either your vendor or you update and include that new office on the forms there. So if someone goes to fill out a form and they say they had a five-star experience, they you know, drop down for your locations to recognize the team, you, you wanna make sure there. the new office is there. Absolutely. 
I think events are another thing to talk about. You know, when you're doing an office, you might want to do some kind of opening event. Look, I know you might be thinking, another event, nobody's mm -hmm. gonna come, why do they care that I opened an office? It doesn't matter. It's all about, it doesn't matter so much who shows up, it's about inviting the right people. Sometimes you just need to get that invitation. And so partner with your local chamber of commerce. Pick a charity that you might be able to support as part of your opening. Have a ribbon cutting or a re-grand ribbon cutting after a year at your new office. This allows you to bring people in from the community. It's another reason that you can go out and market. And it's, you know, it's a great way to, to bring your employees together, to bring your physicians to the table, have your videographer come out, get some video of it, get some great video, um, great photos. And it's another reason that you can market your new office location. Yeah, I was going to say, so if, if you do that, and you know, even if the turnout from the community is a little lackluster. If you have 10 people that show up, it can look great in a photo. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you can get 10 people together, which would be you know, your office staff, some of the providers, and then a couple people from the chamber, it's going to look like a great event. You get more content to put on your website and on social. And because let's say you did partner with the chamber, they're going to blast it to all of their members, yep. whether they show up or it's not. It's going to be on their website, their social, their exactly. email blast, their everything. Yeah, it's a good spend of time. Absolutely. And I, I think let's talk about like in office. So you have a new office that's opening. What do you need to do in office? We've done some pretty creative things, I think, from a decorating standpoint. So why don't you share the one you did up in Louisville? So one thing that we did was um, in, in Louisville. So they're, they're famous for obviously the Kentucky Derby. Um, and so they have a mural. Uh, that spans top to bottom on the wall when you walk in, and it's everything about Louisville. So there's a big Louisville slugger, there's a section for the Kentucky Derby, some other things, and they invite people to take pictures in front of it. So it's a fantastic piece of social content, but it's also, it's, it's a wow factor, and it's welcoming, and honestly, it's distracting, and I mean distracting in the very best way. Yeah, and you had a local mural artist who that, came yeah. in and did it, and it wasn't all that cost prohibitive. You know, but you could also, you could do that. We have another practice that did something similar. They took like um, a patient or an, I'm sorry, an employee engagement survey, and then they summarized the employee engagement survey, gave it to us. We had a designer come up with the graphics, gave it to the mural artist, and the mural artist painted it. We've got um, you could just have a graphic designer create like a nice collage type of thing, send it to your printer that does does your windows. Um, and the, the same people who do your window decals, which we should talk about, who do your window decals, can easily do a wall display. And then you have something of visual interest and you can tell a story and it's not just plain walls, plus that vinyl wipes off really well. Yeah, and you can reinforce the fact that you are a part of the community that you're in. So I, I, I agree, I think that it adds a heft of storytelling without a ton of work. That's right. It's always best to ask for forgiveness because your lease probably says you can only put so much on the windows. But the reality is um, we're in Florida. So a lot of times um, we're working with window decals in Florida where the sun is really hot. So we will tint the windows using vinyl that's, that is opaque. So it looks like a graphic, um, which we're controlling from a marketing standpoint they can see out, but you can't really see in. So then we're able to take our marketing messages for the practice as a whole and use the window as kind of a nice clean billboard. Again, better to ask for permission. Sometimes you have some ordinances within your city or county, but it's a great way to get visibility outside of just the sign on your wall. And then I think inside, there's, there's things that you can do if you start thinking about you know expansions. You want to get your racks in place for displays. So if you're going to have magazine displays or rack cards of your physicians or brochures, you don't want that junk just laying around. You want a clean area. Um, 
I'm a big believer in video right now for lobbies where you can hook into a system, throw your videos in there and run your own little TV channel in your lobby so that patrons have something to watch instead of just sitting there and waiting. So that is something to think about for your opening. And then what can you take from a marketing standpoint and turn it into wall art or things that are on display and help tell your story within the practice when the patient may have a few minutes before the provider comes in to greet them. So are you referring to things like um, like awards that have been won? Awards, posters, yeah. things, you know, things that talk about what you've done in the community. Maybe it's maybe it's um, diplomas, awards, certificates, you know, magazine covers, things of that. How do you want to display it? Do you want it to be cohesive? Yeah, and again, going back to the idea of um, you know just the expectations sort of shifting. And again, this may sound silly, but serving good coffee in your in your yeah. new location, it's something to talk about mm -hmm. and uh, it's something to tout and patients love it. I mean, I, I know there's a handful of practices that we work with where it says like, it literally says like proudly serving Starbucks when you, when you uh, go to their little coffee area. And we just worked with an ophthalmology practice that opened a new location. And one of the first things he talked about was the uh, premium coffee self-service spot that he put in. He was so proud of this thing. Um, and the feedback has been positive. So, you know, again, that's a small thing that can make a big difference. Well, for the we've worked experience. with ophthalmology, the, the specialty that we worked with that was doing this, but they work on like senses. Mm -hmm. And so having a sense when you walk in, like a certain smell. Mm -hmm. So when you come to a high-end hotel, let's take the Ritz-Carlton. I know this because I bought one of these machines. They're $100, great investment if you're looking for a good holiday gift for somebody. Mm. 100 bucks, you can get the scent of the Ritz-Carlton, whichever one's your favorite, and it comes in this little machine and the machine hides and it makes your whole house smell like the Ritz. Right. You can do that for your medical practice and a lot of places do. So what is that smell that you want people to have when they walk in? So it's sensory, it's not just your visual, it's not just the things that you hear, but it's the things that you smell too. That's how you take that service level up to the next step. Start thinking beyond being a healthcare provider. Yeah, and if you're setting that expectation um, correctly as patients come in, if there is a bump in the road during the appointment, then you're gonna be a little bit insulated from that. So it's it's a, another benefit of doing that. Absolutely, so those are kind of pie in the sky, but I think the, the biggest takeaway is there's your digital footprint right now, and it's very hard to keep up with your digital footprint. So when you open a new office, there are dozens and dozens of things that need to happen. So you need to give yourself a good amount of wrap up, ramp up time with your marketing team who's responsible so they can go through the process. Because a lot of the things that have to be done for your new office opening, your marketing folks can get it in motion, but we're dependent on Google and on Apple and on you know whoever else to make those changes sometimes on the other end. It's not always automated. So give them time to be part of that conversation. Give us time to build those relationships in the community so we can have successful openings. And then give us time to help get those new patient levels to where they need to be as you're ramping up the, the new office. Yeah, and then from a um, traditional side, make sure that your operational team is included because they're gonna have a list of things that you haven't thought of that need to get updated. And then when you go to print something, read it, read it, read it again. That's right. Good advice. So with that, I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tip Show. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, guys.
Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.